0: hey guys my name is destiny and i am tevin's wife normally tevin is sharing you guys an episode on the clever angle with just um maybe about a career field or someone in the community that's doing something awesome, uh, somebody that's super creative and sharing some of their passions. This week's going to be a little different. I'm kind of taking up some space in uh, on his week to share about a new program that I am coordinating. So recently you may have seen that, if you are my friend on social media or anything, that I have accepted the, a new position as the Therapeutic Foster Care Director or Coordinator in the Northeast Arkansas region. So we cover about 10 or 11 counties in Northeast Arkansas, which um, includes Jonesboro, Batesville, Melbourne, Perigold, Truman, Blaville. Pocahontas, and just kind of the places around there. So I just want to share a little bit more about therapeutic foster care because I think a lot of people aren't aware of what that is. And I, you know, obviously know people listen to my husband's podcast. And so I just want to have a place that I can share me talking about it. Coming up in a few weeks, I'm going to have a virtual uh, recruitment fair for new foster parents. What that means is I'm just basically going to, um, I can't think of the word, but I'm going to kind of package deal a lot of the materials, a lot of like, obviously this podcast, I'm going to create like some documents or some presentations, some videos to just share more about it. But uh, I just want to do a little bit here. So what therapeutic foster care is, is... Um, a program that is basically designed to be a um, a higher care for, for a child that needs more care than a regular foster home. So you probably know people that are foster parents and it's very similar in the fact that there will be a child who is in need of foster care due to a disruption in this child's life either um, Child abuse, neglect, some sort of case has been brought up to where the biological parents or family is unable to care for the child, Um, and then, as you know, that child either gets placed with kin or they get put into the foster care system. So these children that are referred to the Therapeutic Foster Care Program are children that have not otherwise been successful in regular foster homes. Sometimes that is because the emotional needs are too great. The impact of trauma is too severe. The behavior is Uh, So significant that there are multiple disruptions. The child has bounced around from home to home due to behavioral disruptions. Maybe they have uh, not been successful in a foster home to the point that they have had to be in a residential facility. They've had to be in an institution for acute care or long term. And so this is kind of our attempt to find a home that can bring healing to this child So it's a higher need home. It gets paid, the family gets paid more than regular foster care. The requirements are a lot more strict. So you are required at least 30 hours of initial training. There will be a home study that is done, a very thorough home study as far as learning more about you, your motivations, background checks, um, reference letters from people that know you, the, those kind of things. And then o- the obvious home study of actually coming into your home, finding where the child will be sleeping, if you have adequate space, if you have your knives locked away, if you have um, a fire safety plan, on and on and on. So basically, the point is to make sure that this child has the safest environment possible these are children that are very high need that all have safety plans in place and so your home is kind of like you know the way that I'm sharing with my families is that you are your home is an individual treatment facility it is a home and we want our children in Arkansas to grow up in a home in a loving caring home and so While it's a home, you're still like a treatment center. So your goal is to provide a home that is conducive to healing of this child's behavioral and emotional needs. So not only will you have training on, um, say, trauma, on discipline, on all of the parenting skills specific to the child's needs, you will also have a team of support that will be coming in weekly so there is a case manager that will come in once a week or more often if needed. There will be a therapist that sees your child either in the clinic or in the home, just depending on what location you're at and what the needs of that um, clinic is or uh, you will also have a parent coordinator that's somebody that works directly with me that helps make sure your charts are updated There are lots of things that are needed as far as we need proof of your homeowner's insurance we need proof of your driver's license and your car insurance and your FBI check and your child maltreatment forms and all of these things that we need updated all the time to make sure that your home stays in compliance with the state regulations. So there will be somebody that helps keep all of those updated. There will be people coming into your home quite frequently. Um, so you'll a family that is is best for this is somebody that has kind of that open door policy that. Um, you know, we are welcome to drop in. The caseworker may drop in. The CASA worker may drop in. Maybe the child's attorney, Adlida, may drop in. These are people um, that care deeply about this child's needs and will need to have access to that child. The children are not typically extremely young just simply because um, normally, these are children whose behavior or emotional disturbances have disrupted previous placements, or they have just been too high need for previous pre- placements. So normally, I have people ask me, "Well, I really just want a baby." Well, that's not that's not necessarily this type of program. We are more of a program where this is a child that has um, had significant things happen throughout their life. Not that babies haven't, but this is somebody who they need extra parenting. They need extra help. You need to be more hands-on. They need more supervision. They need more treatment, more safety measures in place. Whereas a baby um, can typically do well in A regular foster home or even kind of moving into that adoptive placement quicker than maybe some of our older children. We have children anywhere from, say, maybe five on to, you know, all the way up to 16, 17. Um, The goals are different for each child typically we want this child to be in your home about 18 months. Some are faster than that and some are longer than that. It just depends on the progress being made as far as the child's behavior and emotional needs and how they're doing in therapy and in your home. But also there's that other factor of what is the child's goal and the court determines that goal which may be adoption Or it may be reunification with um, their biological family. If that family's parental rights have not been terminated, then we are trying to help that child and, say, that biological parent get back to a place that they can live together. So your role is... So crucial in this child's life of helping them find that stability that maybe they can have a successful adoptive placement after you. You are helping them learn coping skills, helping them learn what a healthy home looks like, what a healthy family looks like. And the goal is not always, or not even usually, to adopt this child. Your goal is to kind of be that healing piece in between. You are that home that. Is teaching those skills to, to then send them on to their next placement and and show them what a healthy healing home is like. Um, so if this is something that you're interested in, what would happen is you would reach out to me if you're in our area. Now, if you're interested, if say you're listening to this and you live in Texas or you live in Northwest Arkansas or Central Arkansas, and you're not in my region, there are therapeutic foster programs throughout, definitely throughout Arkansas, and I'm sure throughout the nation. So if this is something that is sparking your interest, I highly encourage you to, you know, start doing your research, find the programs that are around you. I am just over the program in our region. But find a program that's around you and reach out. So if you're in my area, um, you would need to reach out and let's set a date to talk about things and to start this initial application process. If, you know, we work through that and we go through your home study and all of these things, you will move into a class. So you will basically start um, having trainings with our parent coordinator and myself. We will... Uh, Go through a training program that will help you understand um, behavior and trauma and all of these, all of the trainings that, that deem you different from a regular foster home, but now you are considered a therapeutic foster home. And we will start this process of helping you get your home opened. That means that the state has reviewed that we have gone through all of these requirements with you. And now the state has sent us a letter that says, okay, your home is opened as a therapeutic foster care provider. Um, So what happens after that is I get referrals all the time. And we will look for a good match for you. And whenever we find that perfect match, the um the child's DCFS caseworker or transport will bring that child to you, and we will set up the processes to get this child an intake, which is um ultimately getting them into our Mid South Health Systems system as far as getting them an intake, getting their diagnostic. Assessment completed their treatment plan. We will begin getting all of their documents and we will start working with you guys as a family um, and moving towards healing. Now, that child may be with you for 18 months, maybe with you for a couple years, just depends on the needs. And we will help that child transition into um, their next step. And then there may be some time before you get your next referral. And, you know, the families that I've worked with so far um, have had, you know, children in and out of their home, and they have seen them bloom and grow. And some have gone home, some have gotten adopted, some have turned 18 and have been able to live on their own. But it's, it's really neat to see how you have had a very, very clear, integral role in this child's life. Um, some of the things that are required. And I'm looking, I'm reading this while I'm going through. Um, But if you are a two parent home, which you are not required to be a two parent home, but if you are, each applicant must go through the process. So if you are married, you and your husband will have to go through the Uh, Background check process, the child maltreatment forms, all of those things. You'll both be required to attend the trainings. So it can't just be one of the parents. Uh, Foster parents shall be at least 21 years of age. Um, The family needs to be stable, obviously. Uh, Foster parents shall be physically, mentally, emotionally capable of caring for the children, which means... You know, you need to be in good health yourself so that you are totally there, totally capable of caring for these children. And now this doesn't mean that if something happens along the way, that there's no way that we can, you know, work that out, that you can have some time. There is always respite care. There is always, you know, in between children if you need some time. There's no set commitment that you're signing up to, but I do want you to think about it before you start this process, because it is a very, very big commitment of your life. You are opening your life and your home to a child and ultimately to the state. And, um, you know, that's a really big commitment that oftentimes scares people away. Or maybe if you're a very closed person, that wouldn't really be a great thing for you. This is somebody... I see this person or this family being people that are very open and giving and loving, patient. Um, maybe they have had their own experiences and they are wanting to give back. Maybe they are, have just been so immensely blessed and are wanting to share that with others. Uh, maybe they are just really active and creative and they want to have to, to give that skill to others. Maybe they want to, um, they love the outdoors and they could share that with a child who maybe hasn't had those types of experiences. Maybe um, there's a lot of times that they are teachers or a retired teacher, but they still have that passion for children and learning. Um, but honestly, any any walk of life is suitable because it's your home. It's your mission. Your home is its own mission field. And I think a child can fit perfectly within that. And you have a purpose for that specific child for that season. And I think you can share that over and over and over again. And I think it's a true joy. Um, The Obviously, the um, family needs to have sufficient financial resources to meet the child's needs. So you will get a a monthly stipend for this child. And there are some specific things that that stipend needs to go towards. Um, Obviously, clothing, um, school supplies, things like that. Uh, But you do get a you know, a healthy stipend for this child to provide for their needs, but that should not be your sole source of, you know, financial stability. So we want this family to be able to manage, to um, be able to meet the needs of the child. We want them to be in a safe and stable home environment. Um, if you have family members under the age of eighteen. Um, That's okay too. So if you have your own children or your own grandchildren that are there, um, we will have to do checks on those family members as well. But that is not a deterrent. And the uh, family will need to have somebody or, you know, a group of supports that are able to care for this child, such as a babysitter or a daycare Anytime that you are not able to provide care, if you need a sitter for some reason, that sitter or that support will have to be approved by us. So that child will have to be constantly in care of caregivers that are approved by us. Um, Obviously, there are a lot of other rules and regulations. I'm just trying to give like a brief introduction to what this looks like. I'm actually um, leading my first parent meeting tomorrow night with my existing parents. I'll hopefully will have enough interest to create a um, interested parents meeting soon. But with my existing parents that have children placed in their home or that are waiting on a referral, um, I'm doing my first parent meeting tomorrow night. I'm super excited. I am doing a training um, called A Culture of Kindness. And you know, one of my goals for this next year, while I'm getting started in the program, I'm still learning so much. I hope that I'm not getting judged harshly on anything of if I've sounded crazy because um, I'm super excited and passionate. And I've been involved in the program just as the children's therapist, but now that I've moved into this coordinator role, I, there's so many things that I don't know yet. I'm still learning, but I'm really, really excited, and I have a lot of goals and visions, even though. I obviously still have so much to learn, but one of the things that I'm really excited about is the idea that healing is different for every child, and healing can be found in so many ways. Obviously, we have that um, supportive therapy and case management services and these things that we are going to provide that is required by us that we are going to provide, but I want families to to recognize that healing comes in so many different ways. And, you know, maybe that's through art, maybe that's through play, maybe that's through um, your church or your religion, maybe that's through um, school, academic achievement. I think whatever strong suit you have, I would love for you to just consider how could that be used to provide healing to one of our children in need in Arkansas? Because I think it totally can. Um, But so anyways, my training is called a culture of kindness, creating a culture of kindness and kindness as healing. And I think just as simple as that, being kind, using kind words, having open, honest communication with other people, validating their feelings, just celebrating others' successes, whether they be the tiniest of successes. And I think that just that promotes healing in all of us, especially during this time with the pandemic and with the storms and just so many things happening, the political race. I think that it helps us remember that kindness is healing and it's completely free. You can be kind for almost nothing. So try that. If you're someone who maybe you aren't qualified at this point to be a therapeutic foster parent or maybe you just had a baby and it's just not the right time but maybe someday but you still want to give back or you want to be involved i think there's a lot of ways that you could be involved you may not be able to work directly with the children right now just due to confidentiality reasons and things like that but some things that i would really like to eventually get the clearance if i could get it approved appropriately is to have things, have programs for my children, like tutoring programs. Um, If you teach yoga, I'd love to have a yoga class one night, maybe for my parents, just for like a self-care for my parents. Or maybe if you're an art teacher, have like um, a therapeutic art program. I would just love to offer different programs for my children. And, you know, obviously that's a process, but if you have a skill or something that you'd love to offer to our children or families, I'd love for you to reach out. Maybe if you are a business and you have something that could be donated, such as school supplies or um, gift cards to give to the families for meals, maybe Chick-fil-A gift card or a coffee gift card for our parents that work so hard to give back to our community. Um, Maybe you are somebody that is really great at technology and could help teach our parents how to do virtual learning? I was just asking my husband about that. Like, hey, we really need a virtual learning uh, training for some of my parents that aren't as technologically advanced. And so, who who could we get to train my parents on how to use Google Classroom or whatever? But you know, I just think whatever your skill. Is is that something that you could give to our program or donate to our program that could help children? Because it's really, really easy for us to get so caught up in our world that we forget that there are other families out there with needs, families that are just learning how to get along, children that are just getting welcomed into a new home, foster parents that are exhausted and Need loved on and need support. And, you know, as a community, even if you are not a therapeutic foster parent, just knowing who those people are and how you can love on them, how you can share in their sorrows and share in their celebrations. I think if we come together as a community, it helps the children not feel isolated, to feel more safe, to feel more supported, just like we want our own children to have. And I think that that's a responsibility of all of us you know, just as Arkansans, I think that's our responsibility to reach out and find ways that we can connect and find ways to support others. So I hope that this has not successfully confused you. I hope that this has motivated you and inspired you to get involved. And if this has inspired you to consider being a parent, please, please, please reach out. You can reach me at dmcgee, dot O-R-G, Um, Tevin will link other ways that you can get connected with me in the show notes. If you are somebody that just wants to get connected about, um, maybe you can teach a dance class to my kids. Maybe you want to donate Halloween candy or whatever. Um, Send me a message as well. I don't think there's any shortage of ways that you can love on children and families. And so please, please, please reach out. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. Next week, Tevin is interviewing uh, Corey Jackson from The Voice, and it's going to be super exciting. So stay tuned and be excited for that. Thank you.